Welcome to Mashley at the Movies. I'm Ashley. And I'm Matt. And we just saw the latest film in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's called Eternals. And Matt is going to tell us about it. I'm going to try and tell you about it. Uh, There's a lot going on. So it starts off that we learn that the universe apparently was created by a being called a celestial. His name was Erisham. And he created the heavens and the earth and everything in between. Uh, There's other celestials. There are these creatures called Deviants, and then there are the Eternals, created by Erisham, and they uh, are, uh, arrive on Earth for a mission that they're really not told what it is, uh, and it's uh, 5,000 years in, the, in Earth's past, or even a little bit more than that, I guess 7,000 years. 7,000 years in, 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 our, in, you know, in our past. And uh, now the Eternals, you know, are, are, are in present day, and we see flashbacks of them throughout various periods of Earth's history. Um, they're played by some pretty well-known actors and actresses. Richard Madden, Angelina Jolie, Salma Hayek, Kumal Nanjiani, uh, my, my personal favorite, Barry Keegan. Uh, yeah, so there, there's lots of different ones. Uh, and this is, this is their story. Uh, it's difficult to talk in depth about this movie without getting into I feel like spoiler territory so we'll do our best not to do that uh, but I'll leave it over to, to, to you actually to start sharing your thoughts on this so much has been made about the fact that uh, this movie is the perhaps worst reviewed movie in the Marvel Universe uh, so I can I kind of came into this movie with some tempered expectations um, and I, and I feel like it was, it was better than I thought it was going to be. I mean, it's not without its flaws for sure, but, um, I enjoyed the film. Um, I thought it had some interesting ideas. Um, it's directed by Chloe Zhao, who of course recently won an Oscar for, for Nomadland. And you can definitely see her touch on this film. It's very well directed. Um, it's beautiful to look at. There's some... Uh, some wonderful. <laughs> she she seems to like to film things at sunset. There's lots of sunset scenes. It reminded me a lot of Nomadland at times. Um, so it looks beautiful. Um, I think it focuses on relationships between the particular heroes more than most Marvel movies. Um, there's actually a love story of sorts. Um, I, so you know, I I applaud it for kind of doing some different things. Um, but I think part of the flaws, part of the, the problem with the movie is that it doesn't succeed at, at doing those things. Um, you know, I, I mentioned there's a love story. I was never really engaged by that story. And part of the problem, I think, is just there's, there's so many characters. There's, there's quite a few Eternals, and we're introduced to them, you know, fairly quickly, some of them, I think, are fleshed out a little better than others. Um, but we never spend enough time with them to really um, get to know them and come invested in them. So there, there's a that relationship just never sort of rings true. Um, so yeah, that, that's kind of that's a problem I have with the movie. It's it's too long. 
It's overstuffed with characters. Um, but that said, I was never bored. And I found, I found a lot of what happened to be very interesting. A lot of the mythology was very interesting. Some special effects were pretty good and inter- different. I like the fact that, you know, that these people are, they're eternals. They're, they live for a long time. They've been here thousands of years. So we see scenes from their past and it's, you know, different historical locations and time periods. And so that was different. You don't see that in the Marvel universe that often. So, and those, those scenes I thought were pretty stunning in the way that they were staged. So I, I liked a lot of the movie, but definitely it has flaws. I'm happy to hear you liked it. Um, <laughs> I never begrudge anyone for liking anything. I'm, you're talking to the guy who liked the old 80s movie, Howard the Duck. So, you know, I, 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 I'm fine with somebody liking movie. But this, uh, I, I, I don't dislike this movie, but I am very kind of down the middle on it. Um, it, it as you mentioned, it's, it's a very good-looking film. It's probably the best-looking Marvel movie. That's not a terribly high bar. The Marvel movies don't look bad, but they often, to me, look very flat and cartoony. Uh, and, and, and I don't mean flat as in dull. I mean, they're very, they, they, they send a pop with a lot of color, but flat in that there's not a lot of style to them. This has a lot of style. Mm-hmm. You can see Chloe Zhao's fingerprints all over it, and I mean that in a good way. Uh, the, the cinematography by Ben Davis is, is excellent. Um, it, so it's a great-looking movie. Um, unfortunately, I think some of the flaws are with the screenplay um, and the storytelling. It, it, it jumps around a lot, kind of like I referenced in in my plot teaser for it. Um, you know, I mean, I was able to follow everything that was going along as far as you know when things were happening and that kind of stuff. But it 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 does it, it feels mildly disjointed, I think, uh, and also. So here's something I was thinking about, and you and I talked about this at dinner before we watched the movie. Um, it was a concern I had. So, you know, back when the initial Justice League movie came out, so it was four or five years ago, um, you know, the, 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 the DC cinematic universe has stumbled around a bit. And so back when Justice League came out, folks were comparing the DC universe uh, on screen to, to Marvel. And people were saying how Marvel did it right. Um, before they had the Avengers movie, the first one in 2012, um, you had standalone films from Iron Man, the Hulk, Thor, uh, and Captain America. So four of the Avengers were already established in their own movies. And then you brought in, you know, um, all of them in, into the, um, into the Avengers movie, first one. And whereas Justice League just kind of brought everybody together all at once and said, like, okay, here's Justice League. And it didn't quite work. And I f- was worried going into this that that's what would be the problem with the Eternals because we haven't seen these characters before. And unfortunately, at least for me, those worries were founded because um, there's just so many of them. <laughs> there's so many of the Eternals. And they do a decent job establishing them, but it's just not, you know, it's not like when we had the Avengers. Mm-hmm. And... Um, it took me a while to kind of orient myself as to who these people were, what their pa- each of their individual powers were. And I'll be honest with you, even by the time the movie ended, I'm like, okay, so this character can, can do this, but they can't do that, I think. I, I don't know, you know. Um, 
And it does get a little bogged down. Like like I said a moment ago, I was I was able to follow everything as far as you know, jumping around in different points in time. I wasn't always able to follow things with what I call the magic of of these characters or or this universe that they're in because there were certain things that would happen and I'm like, and they would kind of give a very brief off the cuffs, not a, a reason about why it happened or, and I'm like, Oh, okay. So this is, this is because some person has this magic ability or the, or there's some, there's some weird space science that lets this, lets them do this or that. Um, and, uh, up to, I'll be honest with you, no spoilers, but I will just say in general up to and including, the final resolution. I, I, part of me kind of followed that, and part of me kind of didn't. Um, so this movie, things happen in it sometimes, and the movie just kind of expects you to follow along, and, and I wasn't always able to. Yeah, it's it's basically a movie with a lot of magical space beings in it, and for that reason, it 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 kind of writes the rules as it goes along and you just kind of have to be on board with it or not. I mean, it's, it's all just magic when you get down to it. And, you know, when they find themselves in a difficult spot, you know, <laughs> it's, it's easy for a screenwriter, I suppose, because you can just make up whatever you want and then you're out of that p- particular predicament. Um, but it, it's not as, it's not very satisfying, right? Cause you just don't feel like there's any, particular rules that govern what's happening. Um, I, I liked, like I said before, I liked some elements of the mythology, like why they were sent there and, um, you know, what they learn about that. Um, there's a lot of, you know, there's some revelations that I found to be kind of interesting. Um, so, I, yeah, I, I kind of, I didn't mind the story, but I, I did find that it was, overstuffed with characters and some of them are just barely sketched out. Um, and that's a problem. That's a real problem. Um, the ones that they spent time focusing on, um, some of them were okay. I really, um, liked Kumail Nanjani's character. The, he, he's become this, you know, it's, they, they're on earth for thousands of years and he's become like this, uh, Bollywood actor in movies in India for, for many hundreds of years, I found all that to be interesting. And I thought he added a lot of humor to the movie. It's not necessarily a very humorous movie all, all told, but I thought he added some much needed comic relief. Um, yeah. See, I didn't like his character. Um, I mean, I liked him. Okay. Up to a point. And for reasons we can't talk about, uh, <laughs> I really didn't like him by the end. Um, and, you know, some of the, some of the some of these characters I felt were explored more deeply than others, which in in this large of a cast is is this going to be the way it is? Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. You know, the Guardians of the Galaxy were kind of just you know they were kind of just we were dropped into their their little story in the first one of their their movies. They're not nearly as large as the Eternals are. I mean, there's more Eternals than there are Guardians. Uh, but Guardians, you know, it's a very spacey movie, right? That said, it, it felt a little bit smaller in scope, uh, as odd as that may sound. Mm-hmm. And I think for me that worked better than this because the scope and magnitude 
of the story that this t- movie tells is so huge that I think it 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 make it puts it comes very close, if not crosses the line of making a lot of what else has happened in the MCU seem very small. Mm. And I feel like that's a bit dangerous mm. in your, not, I don't know what's, what's to come in the cinematic universe, but definitely looking back, I, I, I was watching this and I was like, so, you know, and when all this was being revealed, I'm like, Hmm, it just seems like, <laughs> Captain America fisticuffs seem kind of small, like small potatoes. Um, and I guess you could say that about a lot of things that, that happen in our own lives, right? I mean, you know, if you pull back and get a, you know, aerial view of, of you know, our lives and humanity, I mean, it's, it's interesting. It's kind of like the, the scene in The Third Man where they're in the, was the Ferris wheel or something that <laughs> Orson Welles and Joseph Cotton's characters are talking and Orson Welles is just saying, you know, look down there, everybody's just little ants running around and they think their lives are important and, and whatever. And that's kind of how that kind of is what this movie reminded me of. It's movie, you know, not necessarily humanity because it just didn't, but the rest of the MCU, it just made me feel like the rest of the MCU is a bunch of ants running around. Um, that's that's my interpretation of it that's my sort of very obviously subjective thought on it but yeah yeah so this movie is is nowhere near as good as guardians of the galaxy um for for various reasons but i mean one of the things that you're right you know there is a smaller number of characters in guardians of the galaxy and they're much more distinct Mm -hmm. i mean one of the problems here is that the Eternals that we meet are not necessarily, it's not necessarily distinct. It's hard to know who's power, who has what powers. And, and so there, there's not much that really separates them. Um, I mean, I, I mean, I'm not to say that they're indistinguishable. I mean, obviously they look different and, you know, they have some different personalities, but it's nothing like guardians of the galaxy in, in that sense. Um, and and you're right. The the stakes, as as is often the case, and I feel like in the recent um, Marvel movies, the stakes are just so huge that I mean you can barely comprehend it, and it's hard to really kind of um, identify with with what's going on. Though the movie does have some positive things to say about humanity. I mean, humanity and our capacity for for love and um, all of that stuff. And these are, these are things that are kind of inspiring to the Eternals. Um, so, you know, it had a kind of a positive message there. So I'm curious to know what you thought about the inclusivity that the movie portrays, because we have um, some gay characters. We have a lot of strong female characters. There's, you know, Asian characters. I mean, it seems to be purposefully very inclusive, but I didn't feel like it was necessarily heavy handed, but it was something that I definitely noticed. Oh, I love that about it. Um, and you're right. It, it's not, you know, it is not heavy handed with it. It's just like, you hit, boom, here are these characters. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was, that was fine. Yeah, no, I, I, I loved all these characters and I, it was, I, I wasn't at the time consciously thinking of them as like, Oh, Asian and black <laughs> right. and, 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 you know, whatever but yeah i mean if you stop and think about it yes it's it's pretty awesome i mean obviously i was very aware of the the gay characters just for for obvious reasons you know, but um you know just being a gay person uh, 
Yeah, and so and that, and that was cool. It was cool. I mean, it was it, it's overdue, I think. But yeah, uh, that was good. And um, yeah, uh, so yeah, I thought that was fine. How about you? Uh, yeah, it was definitely good to see. I, I wish it had kind of all been in service of a perhaps a better story, but um, you know, I still I still enjoyed it much more than I thought I would. And mm-hmm. perhaps it go. Perhaps it helps going in with some tempered expectations. Um, it, it so it is long. We mentioned that before, and there's definitely s- some moments where it feels repetitive. Um, and there's several scenes that uh, really kind of drag the film down. Um, some exposition scenes that kind of <laughs> slow things down quite a bit. Um, yeah, um, you know, I hate this word that I'm about to use because <laughs> people use it way too much mm-hmm. and they often don't explain it. But this movie was a little boring to me in parts. And I hate that word boring. But if I can try and the best I can to explain, it's that, and this is actually a, a, something else that sort of bugged me about it, but um, this movie has quite a bit of it's weird. This movie has quite a bit of CGI bits, action set pieces mm-hmm. sprinkled throughout. And that's fine. This is a, you know, look, I'm not expecting Nomadland with this. You know, I mean, this is a superhero movie. Mm-hmm. The problem is, if you want to call it a problem, which is debatable, but you have such a awesome filmmaker here. And this is no shade on any of the other directors who have helmed the MCU films. But you've got Chloe Zhao. And her cinematographer, and, and they are just in the non CGI set pieces. They are doing, as we talked already, really good looking parts of this movie. Mm-hmm. Better than you normally get, I think, in an MCU film. And then all of a sudden, boom, all of a sudden it's interrupted by a CGI set piece. Mm-hmm. And yes, it's, you know, that's expected. It's, a, it's an action film, it's a superhero film. It just felt more jarring um, in this than maybe other Marvel films that just look a little more cartoony, like mm-hmm. I said earlier. Um, and then as far as boring, you know, again, we just got dropped into the world of this unwieldy large number of characters. And they have these quiet scenes where they're talking to each other about their feelings and stuff. And I'm like, I don't know you well enough to care mm-hmm. enough about yeah. your feelings. I'm sorry. Um, and there were, I'm sorry to a few too many flashback scenes to ancient earth civilizations where the celestials were involved. And I get it. On the one hand, they were trying to establish some, some stuff there, but on the other hand, it's just like, it felt repetitive. It's like, I got it the first time you did this. You don't need to go back four or five more times in history <laughs> to show me pretty much the same scene over again, over again, just a different setting. Mm. It's like, I get it. They were around a lot for humanity. (laughs) Um, And and there was not enough that happened between them in those scenes. Maybe the very last flashback we got, maybe the second to last, but yeah. Yeah. And this movie too is, is two hours and 37 minutes long, which is exactly the length of the new Dune movie. (laughs) And that Dune movie flew by for me like that. This movie, I think I leaned over to you at one point. I looked at my watch. 
And I felt like I'd been in that auditorium forever. Mm. And I looked at my watch, I leaned over to you. I'm like, we're just halfway through this movie. <laughs> um, yeah. So, you know, the flashback scenes didn't bother me so much. I kind of liked those. Um, seeing the, you know, the, the Eternals in different periods of history. Um, it just, you know, illustrated, you know, the length of time that they've been there. Um, <laughs> about but, as long as we sat, <laughs> sat watching it. Yeah. No, but what, but what I didn't, what I did think was repetitive was the uh, the deviants and the battle, their endless battles with the deviants. And I actually thought that the CGI with the deviants was not that great. I mean, it was very obvious CGI creature, and I didn't much care for it. Well, since you bring that up, and again, no spoilers, but the mid credit sequence. Features some, I'm sorry, some shockingly atrocious CGI. Yeah. I, it's funny. Um, I was watching a YouTube channel, the John Campia show, and, and uh, earlier this week, and he mentioned that, that mid credit scene. He pretty much said just what I did. And he, and he said, you'll know what I'm talking about when you see it. And uh, I had kind of forgotten about that. And then that mid credit sequence happened. And I'm like, oh, this is what he was talking about. Mm. This is this is shockingly bad CGI. Mm. And that's all I'll say about it. Yeah, there, there, there was some that I liked. I mean, I, I like the Eternals and their kind of gold filigree magic. I thought that was kind of cool. But um, and there were some other elements, too. But uh, yeah, for for a lot of the the battles, I thought the the CGI was pretty, pretty bad. Yeah. Well, I don't want us to be ironically um, talking about how long that movie was and then making this episode <laughs> too long. So um, what's your score out of 10? Uh, I'm going to give it a 6.9. A 6.9. Um, I give it a five and a half. So our score is a 6.2. So it's on the tomato meter and famously it, or, or not, depending on how you follow these things, <laughs> it has, um, as you kind of referenced earlier, the lowest scored MCU film on the tomato meter, which is a rotten 49%. And just to be clear, because a lot of people misunderstand the tomato meter, you cannot directly compare like the score kind of kind of score we give to the tomato meter scores. Um, the tomato meter score is basically what this means is 49% of critics liked it. So slightly less than half, uh, but almost half of critics liked it. Um, and then the audience score, which is based on the same metric, uh, the audience score currently, um, as we're talking this Friday night, is uh, 86%. So uh, that's cool. Um, I, I uh, you know, I'm glad people like it, um, and, and that's, that's fine. But uh, yeah, I'm straight down the <laughs> middle on this one. Our score, again, is a 62 and uh, thank you for listening. Thank you.